0: Dapper Labs is restricting Russian users thanks to new EU sanctions. Binance is training law enforcement around the world on how to combat crypto crime. And Ether becomes deflationary for the very first time since the merge. Whales are dumping USDC tether is now backed by t-bills and the ongoing celsius saga continues whales aren't the only ones dumping travis is just getting back from a trip from the restroom we've got a smattering of news and bad dad jokes for you on our bad news episode number 635 of the bad crypto podcast crypto podcast the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious i am joel Kahn and if you're watching the video version you'll know that that's true because my name is appearing right under me and that mm. is sir lord travis wright
1: well hello hello this is nice look at like you are doing the production here on the fly so if you haven't had a chance to see this on the youtubes we got a new little style here. We're working we're trying to figure out what is the best system here as mm-hmm. we're doing two, three, five episodes a week, figuring it out. What is the happy spot? Because we want you guys to be informed because the world is quickly changing.
0: We're dabbling with different technologies and actually using uh, B.Live, which is a great service used for streaming live video, but you can also record with it and do lower thirds and fun stuff like that. And uh, we're glad that you guys are along for the ride today. Thanks for listening and or watching. This is a news episode. We're going to take you around the world, talk a little bit about some altcoin news. So if you're ready, let's go. Timestamp, 3.27 p.m. Eastern Time on the 21st of October in the year of 2022, rapidly approaching 2023, if you can believe it. Refreshing CoinGecko live before your eyes. The total crypto market cap, $954 billion. Bitcoin, 19170 And Ethereum, just under 1300 A lot of sideways going here, Trav.
1: You know what? You never really know where, you know, unless you you dive deep in. Like, is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? It's like temporary. There's these. It's kind of doing stuff. I don't know if it's waiting for a market trigger to explode up or there's another big dip down. So if you're looking for answers on that, I don't know. I don't know that. I'm it's always curious. seems like, doesn't it seem like like near the halving? There's like a six-month point, like, oh, a little bit before the halving, and then after the halving. But this one seems different because, like, the halving doesn't, you're not, they're, You're not getting very many Bitcoins now, so it's not like really changing the market. But these things, over time, more and more being created.
0: Absolutely. So our lead story today, Dapper Labs, uh, their NFT wallet is restricting Russian users because the EU is sanctioning, uh, of course, Russia for the the war in Ukraine. So this just hurts regular people that are already getting hurt by the war regardless of what you think about what's going on with russia and ukraine so now you're telling me because putin is attacking ukraine which i have nothing to do with can't access can't access my my deeper wallet in my nba top shot i'm not happy with this
1: not happy at all it's not good no bueno um yeah dude this is this you're, you're you're hitting it right on the head it is so hard in some in some cases because Russia also tries to ban crypto, right? So say this, like, and all these financial systems shut you off. They get you off of the rails. They make it so difficult for people over there. And what are they going to do? Well, they're going to create new solutions, build their own, and then kind of everybody becomes a little bit more exclusionary. So that that's not good long-term as we're trying to be better. To, we, we need more openness and freedom between things. And so decentralization of government eventually is going to have to happen or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Dapper Labs says it's now prohibitive to provide crypto asset, wallet, account, or custody services mm-hmm. of any value to accounts with connections to Russia, irrespective of the amount of the wallet. So what does that mean to people? Okay, Dapper Labs NFTs still belong to Russians. They just can't move them. So they can view their NFTs. That, that's And they've suspended their accounts. They can look at their crypto kitties, but they can't can't do anything with them they can't mate them well if i have it on my
1: own ethereum wallet i can send it i don't have to have dapper labs approval are these ones that are stuck on on dapper labs servers yep they can't really own those nfts then right
0: can't buy or sell or gift any nfts that is what we call custodial and uh, and no bueno
1: that basically says hey we're dapper labs screw you guys so don't use flow right Right? doesn't it just kind of say oh flow's gonna fuck you in the end
0: so remember back in episode 632 before we had our vacation, we had Jamie Bartlett on the show to talk about the crypto queen and one coin. Recall that uh interview that we did what six weeks ago or so?
1: Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. And so uh Ruja Ignatova uh has been brought to court. Mm-hmm. So uh, or no, no, no actually, there are accomplices, accomplices. accomplices. Oh, yeah. so this is like almost we almost got somebody who's uh, Yeah, looks like Rouge is still free.
0: Yeah. So uh, a a Munich lawyer who worked for her is alleged to have transferred Ah. almost $20 million to the Cayman Islands on her behalf to buy two apartments in London. The other two defendants are a husband and wife accused of handling $314 million worth of OneCoin customers' money. So they're trying to get to her by getting to those that were associated with her.
1: Man, like, you know, when you're on the FBI's top wanted list, like, that's something right there because, like, the powers that be d- really don't appreciate what you're doing if that's the case, if they're coming right. out on you. You know what I mean? I'm
0: trying to pull up the uh, most wanted list right here. There she is. There she is. Wow, right there. one
1: co- crypto queen. Most wanted. Oh, wow. I wonder what she looks like now. When we actually see her again after she's gotten busted, she's going to look totally different. Like, some massive amounts of plastic surgery, probably different color hair probably blonde or you know what i mean uh, sh- much shorter and like her facial feet if you got a couple billion dollars in crypto during crypto uh summer like, like like imagine what the kind of resources that person has to sway opinions
0: for sure but i'll tell you what if you spot her hundred thousand dollar reward for information leading to her arrest mm-hmm. so i uh,
1: bitcoins essentially
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, Speaking of crime, Binance is being very proactive and they are training law enforcement around the world to help combat crypto crime. They've got a a team that they've hired that is supposed to teach uh, enforcement agencies how crypto works and how criminals steal this uh, allegedly untraceable and anonymous currency. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, we've talked about this. You know, even on our last interview that we had, we talked about that. It's like, you know, most 99 plus percent of the time it's not the blockchain that's going down it's the it's the user who's having a malfunction so you got to make sure you're not having a malfunction and if there are people out there who are doing nefarious things they need to be dealt with like so uh i don't know much about what binance is doing here but i, I bet they're they're like come on let's get it right i, I would seem well binance is, binance is chinese so you gotta go well like do we really know what motives are and with this so it's like there's some interesting things going They're on. They're hosting
0: workshops on crypto and blockchain for law enforcement across the U.S., Europe, okay, Canada, okay. Brazil, Argentina, Philippines, Singapore, and Sweden, also planning Colombia and Mexico. So they are trying to, you know, cooperate with the uh, the law enforcement agencies to help them know what to do. You know, maybe that's the next uh, generation of blockchain heroes. Maybe the next generation of blockchain hero collectibles that we create would be those that are specifically fighting against crime in the crypto world against the, the villains and the hackers mm-hmm, specific mm-hmm. agents and you don't think like about agents pretty, of shield you know
1: yeah 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 no it's good and think about that it's like here are the people who are educating right it's like a lot of crops a lot of people in general don't know about crypto right so it's nice to be able to come and say hey here are the basics of crypto like you need to know like maybe our first 10 15 episodes of bad crypto really set out to hey let's teach you about this as we're learning about this and we'll explain it and go do your own research and it's like it almost comes at a time when for early on on bad crypto it's like you kind of ease in the bad crypto you learn about how crypto works and then go find other areas in, in, in media to consume around some of these things as you become more specialized right but like don't go too far away don't don't stray bad we want you to stay bad so you gotta nice. stay with us does
0: don't that mean stray. the show's over
1: The show's over. You graduated. You've graduated.
0: So this is interesting. The story actually came out just last week. Ether is now deflationary for the very first time since the merge. The number of tokens fell by four thousand over the last week as they were burning more Ethereum than they were creating. Uh, So this is that should drive the value of uh, Ether up, right in the long haul if Mm -hmm. it truly does become a deflationary currency.
1: You know, it's been what when we were looking at this it's like, wow, is the merge good, is it bad, how do we want to look at it? What you know, what, it's going to use a whole lot less power. That's awesome. But then you start looking at it now like um these servers where ethereum are being staked, they're I mean, man, like how trustworthy are some of these the you know, these nodes? Like what happens if somebody somehow you know, hacks one of these nodes and they're getting X, they get access to X. I mean, I don't even know. But one thing I do know is that I heard recently that in the United States, about 42% of those Ethereum nodes are going to be inside the U.S., right? So in the U.S. government mind, the majority of it is in America. So they, they have jurisdiction over Ethereum. So, I mean, that's one thing that makes me kind of go, hmm, I can see some of the benefits, but I can also see like, man, it could maybe not be really good because now it's it's not proof of work. So it's way different than Bitcoin now.
0: Right. You know, Yep. there there are some people that were very opposed to it, but it didn't stop Um, the first of five steps. You know, the merge was the the first of five steps that they are taking in uh, upgrading Ethereum. So we shall see what is going to happen there. Uh, Tether. This is interesting. They are now backing their own USDT stablecoins by treasury bills. The stablecoin issuer asserts its commercial paper holdings have been reduced to zero. Do you believe them?
1: Wow. So there's not a big basement somewhere with stacks of cash. No, I don't think that. Um, money. Most money is digital, anyways. If you hear, you know, the the head of the Fed, Jerome Powell, I believe he mentioned. Yeah, most of it is digital. They just create it digitally. digitally. Like he said it on an interview recently. So most cash is digital. These are secured by T-bills, which are probably mostly digital T-bills. I don't know how T-bills work, really. I don't know that I've ever hold, held a T-bill. Have you?
0: Um, I think I've had like a mutual fund that is, you know, backed by T-bills. It's more of a stable fund, right? Very okay. small. Increase. What about a J-bill? Did you have any J-bills? Those are the ones you roll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's a good You're answer, ableist. though. That's a pretty good answer. Well,
0: this is what they're saying, that they're trying to shore up trust in USDT while demonstrating its commitment to backing its mm. tokens with more secure assets. Honestly, if you would have talked to us a few years ago about USDT, you know, there was a lot of times we were covering stories about how non-transparent they were and where's the money. And I don't know that I would have thought it would have lasted this long, but they're here. And it's still functional. People Not only
1: that, it's becoming more legitimate. Like, that's mm-hmm. legitimizing news right there. Tether, USDT, T-bills. Like, it seems like as long as the U.S. dollar is good, right? If the U.S. dollar fails, then those T-bills are toast, right? It's going to be wild to see, you know. Recently, we talked about that, about them saying that, hey, we're not going to bring in a USDC mm-hmm. or, or a... a a central bank digital currency. We're not going to bring in that into the U S currently like, okay, currently, how long is that? Right. But you can see, you can see the road that they want to go down.
0: Well, they keep saying that they're going to provide um, audits, for the last five years, and they have not yet done so. But last month, the US judge ordered them to prove their holdings backed by its stablecoin as a part of a market manipulation lawsuit, alleging USDT artificially inflated crypto prices from 2014 to 2018. So they're gonna have to uh, produce some documents and maybe that's what you know caused this shift in, uh, in how they're operating. I don't know, but uh, we're gonna be keeping an eye on that uh and also keeping an eye on celsius boy where is where in the world is mashinsky anyway
1: Mm. well he he was in hot water here recently over the last couple weeks so we haven't talked about it uh where they said he pulled out still in celsius a roughly 900 something thousand dollars worth of assets he was pulling out and so that's not probably looks so great so I don't know. I know a lot of friends who were tapped into Celsius, and there's some other things, that Voyager and some other ones that just weren't like, damn, dude, like in USDT or UST and, Lo- and Luna. It's just unbelievable.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the list, did, did you see the list that, you know, was leaked uh, for Celsius holders? You can go in there and you could type my name in, and it shows exactly what coins I have in Celsius when it was shut down, very little, uh, mm-hmm. thankfully. And your name's in there also, very little. Right in there yeah but there's a there's a public list out there that shows who's got what so people know exactly how much is locked up by name of people so what they're doing here is because there's so much work to be done um, in order to meet the court's deadlines they have hired an examiner and the examiner says that her fees to speed things up to provide the data is going to be between three and five million dollars boy that's a that's a lot of examining how many people you got to hire to to make that thing happen
1: dude you can imagine like once they figure it all out and if if a lot of if they did not have the backings of all of those tokens then they're which you know (laughs) custodial folks custodial is trusting oh hey you are gonna play to earn hey you're gonna have DeFi. yeah it's great when it's working right and and um so some of those things have always been like it's interesting i don't quite understand like how do the people not get screwed in the end uh, very little in Celsius, because I'm like, I don't know how much faith I have in in, in DeFi. There's some good protocols, but it seems suspect. I, that
0: I pulled my money out after we had uh, Brad Mills on yeah. the show, and we got the warning there and, and warned you guys as well. And I'm, I'm really curious if anybody else heard that episode with Brad Mills, uh, at Brad Mills Can, on Twitter, when we were talking about Luna and USDT, and as a result, you pulled your money out of custodial services like Celsius uh, and it saved your bacon. Would love to know. So write us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and finally, speaking of stablecoins, our lead story, our final story, our headline story for today. Crypto whales are dumping USDC. Why do you suppose that's happening? Is Circle in trouble? You
1: no, know, this this right here is an interesting piece. I've I'm not... I'm not um... You know, I'm not suspect on the whole thing, but it's like, wow, there are some people. uh, Which is a challenge because if you are in a stable coin, you're thinking, hey, this is a stable coin, right? Mm -hmm. If that fails, which this could be crazy news, right? Here we just heard that USDT, hey, they're tying their stuff with T-bills. That might be kind of smart. Here's USDC that's going, hey, the supply that's held by the top percent of these things. Has steadily decreased over time. Some things are going on. What's going on over there at Circle? Do what do you think, Joel?
0: Well, the Circle, which is the parent company of USDC, froze all its tokens on Tornado Cash. Mm. Um, Tether did not freeze USDT and Tornado Cash. So what this means is that now people are less trustworthy, trusting of Circle in USDC as a true uh, store Stable. of stability. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Uh, you know who knows that you you think you're safe but in this wild woolly crypto world it's really hard to say what is uh, safe you gotta be responsible be vigilant uh with your crypto be you know uh, Take measures to make sure your stuff is locked down and secure. Think of all the people that had money in Luna, in you know, US, UST, in Celsius, and these other services that have gone mm. down. Their money's locked up. It's gone. They may never see any of it. Voyager. They, you know, who knows what people are going to get back when that all shakes out. And yeah. Mount Gox.
1: Most people still haven't gotten their shit back from right. Mount Gox.
0: That's 2014. Hello. Hello. Eight years ago. Um, and uh, when they, what they do get back is... Going to be a percentage of what they lost, anyhow. So yeah. Uh, so there you go. That is our abbreviated bad news episode crypto, for today.
1: Crypto whales taking dumps all over the place. Potentially, <laughs> I can Are just you gonna,
0: see the big whale mode and it's like. Thanks for watching and/or listening. Make sure you review. Head to iTunes or wherever you do listen to us, and we appreciate five stars because look, we'll make cow eyes at you and pouty lips just to say we really we really need your five stars and and otherwise we're going to send a whale to dump on your lawn
1: Mm -hmm. we give you corn jokes we give you adequate amount of news and adequate amount of things that you can do your own
0: research on
1: right we're not going to definitively ever say hey this is what we think you need to think we're going to say hey here's some things to think about
0: if i wanted to know what i should think i would listen to the mainstream media because that's all they do is tell us what we should think
1: that's good you need to you need to outsource your thinking
0: the only thing that we're going to tell you to think is a stay bad alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.
1: Come lend me your ears, girls and boys, about those magic little curls. A joy, versatile in the kitchen, every day I'm wishing for that plant that we love so much more than soy, yes it's corn, syrup or oil, grind or pop it, grilled or boiled, yes it's corn, eat it today, it'll remind you.